You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Tomberly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Tomberly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that, from all different fields, are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. Are you struggling to keep your teams connected and support increased productivity? I've got the answer for you, and her name is Julie Holunga. Julie is an Emergenetics Master Trainer and will help walk you and your team through the assessments and how they play a role in your overall success. Go to juliehalunga.com for all the details. My friends, thank you for joining me for another episode of Grit and Grace. And I have to tell you that you guys are in for a treat today because I have Sabrina Lynn with me, who is the founder of Rewilding for Women. And she is like she is transforming women's lives right in front of my eyes every day. And so, Sabrina, I'm super excited to have you. Thanks for joining me. Oh, woman, it is so good to be here with you. It's amazing how the universe like interweaves and interconnects us. And I, I was telling you before we hit record that how this you know cross post happened right at the same time when you were literally like three miles away from me in Colorado, which like never happens. <laughs> I love it. I just yeah, I love these synchronistic, wild weaving stories of how it all works. Yeah, and what pulled me to you, other than your energy, because you were in my my energetic field, <laughs> um, is the word rewilding. Like that is such a powerful word, and I would love to start there for you to tell us a little bit about how you got into the work that you do. Because I, you'll notice I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to actually include your bio. I wanted to hear from you Good. on your journey to get there because I feel like sometimes when we talk about bios, it leaves the real juice like out of the story. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm so glad you didn't. I was like, no, please don't like read. And you didn't. I was like, ah, yes, we have the freedom to just go wherever. Yeah, right. Um, rewilding. Oh gosh, it really came through for me. That word really came through at a time when I was doing like deep feminine reclamation in myself, and kind of my whole world around me was really all about not just feminine reclamation, but getting to like authentic fullness, rawness, depths of myself was really what it was. And it was coming back to some of the wild aspects of myself. So like Clarissa Pinkola Estes speaks about the term, like this overculturation and all of this. And I always use the words like absorbed conditioning and mm. what's acceptable via the family we grew up in or the societies that we've been raised in, and then what's not acceptable but is still totally authentically me. Like, you know, like wild witch is me, but my family wasn't necessarily like, yeah, grow up and be a wild witch. That'll be good and useful, Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so that's where rewilding originated from, really. And it was also very earth-based for me. So I had mm-hmm. been on a spiritual path for a long time, but it was a lot of masculine, what I would call masculine-based practices or spirit-based practices versus soul practices mm-hmm. versus feminine practices. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the other aspect of it is that it was really like earthy, natural, like grounded. So there was also this element of like shamanic wildness to it. Yeah. I love that. And let's dive into the the discussion around the feminine reclamation, because there's a lot of people listening that may have heard that term, or as soon as you said it, they just went, ooh, <laughs> like, what's that? Like, I, I know that people have that reaction to those words. So describe what that means for people that maybe haven't fully gone through their spiritual path yet, but most people that listen to the show know that I'm very witchy and I definitely operate on a spiritual plane in everything I do, even though I... I run a business and I run a podcast and I I do sit in my masculine to accomplish certain parts of my goals, but I'm also very, very, very connected, especially to earth-based spirituality. It's It calls me every single day of my life. Ooh, I can feel the chills when you speak that woman. Like I can feel that deep truth in you when you said the words earth-based spirituality and how much it calls you. So just totally honoring that. Um. <laughs> I got so excited. I just hit my microphone. Sorry for the big pop. pop. <laughs> it's like a big warm fuzzy in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the reclamation, the feminine reclamation piece, how I like to talk about it just to give a framework to it because you can Mm -hmm. talk about it in a million different ways but to give a framework to it it's looking at the feminine the fullness of the feminine and like for me it's working with some of the archetypal energies or goddess energies or just parts of self you can even consider them parts of self that have been kind of repressed or they've been kept dormant or they haven't necessarily been thought of as valuable aspects of our beings. And it can be things like our sexuality. So feminine sexuality and the reclamation of the full expression of our feminine sexuality. Like we are these pleasure-filled beings. Like we are these creatively wild, sexually potent, attractive, energetic beings walking around. And that's just like one flavor of the feminine reclamation piece. And then there's, you know, what you were speaking about is this earth-based, spiritual, witchy. There's that piece of the feminine. And then there's the piece of the feminine that is like dark goddess piece mm-hmm. of the feminine, which is the fierce, ferocious mother, you know, like I will Mm -hmm. accept nothing less than your everything Mm -hmm. aspect of the feminine. And so feminine reclamation for me during that period of my life and in rewilding and in the practices of rewilding, it's opening the doors to all those parts of self and what parts have been dormant or where is there fear around expressing certain things or where did our absorbed conditioning maybe not allow us to 
or our family, even like our DNA. Like if we start to get mm-hmm. into some of these unseen realms, it, in the, the absorbed DNA that, that we've come in with. So to me, I hope that kind of helps explain it. If there's a piece that you want to dive mm-hmm. into, I'm happy to. No, I like that. And I know that I've heard you say before that it's like we come in with a backpack of stuff, right? <laughs> I've heard you say that. And I must admit, I, I've stolen that. Like I talk yes. about that now. It's Good. like I because it's the best way in our linear human thinking that we can picture the fact that we come into this lifetime with a backpack filled already from our previous lives and from our ancestors. And a big piece of that clearing and and really reclaiming our whole selves is just, first of all, even acknowledging that you have junk in the trunk. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like step one, that yeah. there is junk in the trunk, that there is this, oh, there's a backpack. I've yeah. been lugging around these massive right. boulders on my back my whole life or throughout lifetimes mm. up to this point. And getting in there and also the gifts that lie in there. So it's not just like the heavy boulders and the karmic weight and all the stuff that we've come in with. It's the gifts, the like mm. deep soul wisdom that we've gained over lifetimes upon lifetimes upon lifetimes are just innate wirings that are just lying dormant within us. And you start to get into that backpack and suddenly you're like, oh shit, I'm a priestess. Like, oh shit, I actually know herbs. I, I'm a medicine right. woman. Right. I swore. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. People listening, that's okay. So we might hear sorry. some dog barks. We might, it's okay. Hey, that's not the word I was worried about anyway. <laughs> no um, and first of all, I love that you say that because I think oftentimes in spiritual communities, people think of what we need to remove in terms of like past, I, I don't want the word karma, but past experiences, lifetimes, or DNA, that we need to cut it, right? That we have to like sever those ties to grow. And and what you said right there is so powerful is that it's also our bag of, like a bag of tricks. It's yes. our bag of of gifts come in that. And, and the fact that you gave the example as medicine woman and calling to herbs, like that's me. Like I've walked the path of a high priestess and it's a huge piece of who I am, but it wasn't until I started going down into mama earth, like big mama, like embraced me that I'm like, oh, that's where my gifts are in that space. So we don't want to cut it all off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that. It's so often we think of like shadow work as releasing, like, get it out, get it out, get rid of it, get rid of it. Mm. And it's, it's, it's like that Chiron, you know, like medicine man, medicine woman, shamanic tradition, you know, like under the deepest wound is the greatest gift. Like mm. Under our deepest wounds are, lie our greatest gifts, our greatest gifts to humanity, our greatest spiritual gifts, our greatest healing gifts, our, our, our greatest wisdom, our, our deep innate wisdom. Woman, that is just spectacular the way that you worded that. That's, that's a shift. That's going to be a shift for some people that, especially those that have spiritual training, because a lot of times it, the shadow work is to go and release and get rid of, get rid of, get rid of. It's like to go into it, to let it go, not to go into it, to, to find the gifts that are hidden underneath. So that to me was just, that was brilliant. Oh, good. 
I'm yeah, having chills good. as we're having this conversation. <laughs> well, look at my face. It's like my face now matches your shirt. Well, maybe my shirt because it's like red. I feel like all this heat. There's so much I want to talk about, but I want to ask you on this particular topic. So when women come into the inner circle or come into your, one of your online programs, because you have a lot of online workshops that are fantastic. And for those of you listening, I'm going to put a link. Sabrina has a free um online workshop you can attend. So I'll I'll put the link there. And then of course you have a lot of other work, but when women first step into this space, talk to me about what it's like to walk them through, whether you're like on a retreat or, cause I've seen it. So I know what's happening when you're start embarking on that process for people that are just starting to go down a spiritual awakening. So there's words I want to share with you that I hear Women speak very frequently when they first come into a retreat or first kind of come into work like this or rewilding work. And it's, I'm nervous but excited. So it's, Mm. I'm nervous but excited. I don't know why I'm here, but I know I need to be here or I know I'm called here. I, I can't put words to it or I can't put my finger on it. It's not logical but I know that I'm called to be here. I know I'm in the right place. And then it's when like starting to move into it, the, the other thing I hear so often is it's like coming home. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm coming home. There's a home piece that many women will explain. And some women will also use words like I'm shedding masks. I'm, I'm shedding the false layers or the masks that I've worn in, in my day-to-day life, in my, in my family system, these roles that I somehow fell into and sometimes got stuck in. Um, and then there's this, this uncovering. And for some women, it's a lot of times it's this, I had no idea that was in me. I had no idea that I was this. I had no idea there was this much juice or potency or passion or love or divinity or mystic or priestess or witch or medicine woman. Or I had no idea I was this connected to Mother Earth. And it's like, we don't know what we don't know. And you start to move into it and it's this coming home piece is probably mm. how it is probably the way that I hear it expressed the most from women in circle. Do you think it's because as women, we no longer have this tribal community that we interact with like we used to? Like, I know that for me, the practices I have with women and the work we do together, I, I, I feel like I've been doing this for thousands and thousands of years. And as soon as we sit down and we sing while we're in circle or we sew while we're working on goals or whatever it is, like at the moment we do something that brings us together, I'm like, oh, this part of my life has been missing so desperately that like connection tribally to women. I absolutely think that's a part of it. I think there is such a gift of women being with women. Mm. 
and women doing women's work, women's business, women's wisdom. There is such, and it's in our bones. It's in our bones. And what you're speaking about, right? It's, it's, there's moments when it just gets activated or it wakes up in us or it comes to life. And you're like, this is, I've known this. I know this deep in my bones. And I think that's absolutely a part of it is women being with women. And you can see all kinds of amazing physiological changes that happen in women's bodies when women are with women. Um, the hormonal shifts that happen when women are with women, just what gets awakened, right brain versus left brain, all of these amazing things. What our wombs do when your womb is with another womb, like just that part of our body, what it does in resonance. So the feminine is we are so connected to the unseen. We are so connected to the energetic realms. But we live in this world where that's not necessarily honored or acknowledged is transmissions, transmissions, energetic vibrations. Women are so empathic. And we're so sensitive and we're so intuitive and we, you know, the, the, the world kind of talks about like, oh, sixth sense or mother's intuition, right? And it's, it's like these, like barely touching into the, the big Goliath of a gift and the potency and the truth of what this is. I mean, you and I are having a conversation that is way deeper than these words, way deeper than my hand gestures and my facial gestures, right? I'm having chills and my heart's doing this thing and my womb is doing this thing. And there's this transmission and this energetic thing happening as you and I just sit here. And it might be happening for others sitting here and listening as well. And it's part of it, I think, as well, being in circles with women is also like honoring that and being with women who have very open tr transmitters. <laughs> like all of those capacities are online. And so part mm -hmm. of it is just when you are in a, the presence of a woman with those capacities online, it awakens your capacities in a way mm -hmm. that if your mother's capacities weren't online in that way, they weren't ever really woken up in you. And this is part of like the elders tradition and crone, like, get around a wise woman crone, you know, or get around a woman who's just given birth, right? There is just this energetic like, boom, that's happening. Um, and the more that we can be open to receiving it and open to uh, like honoring it uh, and being in it, being with it versus coming straight up to the head all the time, which mm -hmm. is the world we live in. No, 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 let's just only have our energy operating from our throat up. You know, never mind what's happening in my heart and my womb. Never mind all of these other amazing wisdom centers in my body. So I think that's another piece of it um, in women's circle is so much more starts to come online. And depending on what women's circle we're in and if it's a chatty heady woman circle well <laughs> right. you know you're kind of missing like so much more right. of what's available right right and can we talk about the fact that you have built this online <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is amazing 
to think about this type of interaction can happen with a group of women that are, are meeting virtually for the most part. I know you have online retreats, which I don't think you're doing in 2020. And so for those of you, whenever you're listening to this, go check her site. Because if you're listening in 2021, maybe she is doing them in person again. Um, but just let's talk about the fact that you have built this connection virtually, because I think that that opens up a whole new thought process on energetically not being tied to physical space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that that truth, not just like l- mentally knowing that truth, that we can transcend time and space. It's living that truth, that we mm-hmm. can transcend time and space and opening circle in that way, inviting others to step into circle in that way walking through an energetic journey and an energetic exploration in that way and and honoring these capacities in human beings like these are also dormant capacities you know they're innate capacities that we all have and it's it's almost just inviting them all to come online just waking up those capacities we are far more powerful than we can imagine Mm. And it's just part of what fascinates me in this world and part of what just keeps me going is just, can we go a little further? Can we go a little, can we push the edge a little bit more like into maybe what's not necessarily been done before in this way? Um, And so to continue the evolution and to continue Mm -hmm. moving into um, these ever deepening places in ourselves and more and more and more and more into our capacities. Mm-hmm. And I sink into this idea that when, when the work you're doing is sinking into a woman, wherever they're located in the world, when you're doing that work, I am consciously aware, at least for me, this is how my, this is how my body processes it, is I now see this woman going back to her business or to her job and to her family and to her community. And I see like this, like ripping of layers away and their like hearts and wombs opening up where they are. And then I start to imagine the ripple effect that that has on women. And then I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this, this is what happens when, when I'm in circle with you or I'm listening to something you're talking about. That is the motion you see in my body because I, I believe that that is the way that we can make change. And I've got those, that truth, was a lot of, I've got that was a lot of our chills going on. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, it's just that the the being uh, an awake being, a conscious, a more awake, more conscious being in the world, and just being, you know, like every woman comes a circle and then it's... it's moving away from that mindset of I have to do something massive in order to create change versus the greatest change and the greatest gift I can give is to just vibrate at 
this place and I vibrate at this place when I say hello to the mailman and I vibrate mm-hmm. at this place when I'm making breakfast for my babies and I vibrate at this place when I'm talking to my colleagues and we have no idea what that does. Like we have no idea where, how far that goes or what that is doing. That's true. But I want you to know that I, I see you doing that work. I see it. Like I, I'm a seer. So I, when, every time when, we, when that happens, I almost like see it like tendrils and they're, they're, they're going out and the tendrils of this change is going on and on. I even, there was one time, there was one time that I, I sat down and thought about like womb wisdom because I use that word a lot. Those two words to me are so powerful. I feel like maybe you and I need to develop a corporate class where we can go into companies and teach them how to have womb wisdom classes for the women in their businesses because you know like that change, that vibrational change is so impactful. Imagine if we could tap into that in environments where women are still following conformity. So I I don't know a better way to say it. You know what, what I mean? Like there's certain... Because I do a lot of business, so I, I, I'm still in a lot of environments where women hold themselves back because they are conditioned to be successful means to not be womanly. And I feel that shit in my core. And being f- the feminine is scary. Mm. The feminine is scary to corporate. The feminine is scary to masculine structures. The fullness of the feminine is scary. There is deep deep fear that we all hold as men, as women, we all hold it. We collectively hold deep fear around the fullness of the feminine because she's, in, she's wild. She is wild and she is raw energy and she changes moment to moment to moment to moment. Mm. She is not consistent. She is not solid. She senses 10,000 things in the unseen realm that that masculine, linear, directionality-focused will never, ever pick up on because you're, you've got the blinders on. That's, that's the gift of masculine directionality-focused. So that's a gift in itself, too. I'm not at all diminishing that. But in most cultures, most business cultures, most societal norms, it, there is an enormous amount of fear around the fullness of the feminine, around her gifts, around her magic, around her potency, around her wildness, around her rawness, around her connectedness, around the wisdom that she holds. And that's a part of the feminine reclamation. We all have to, in order to do that reclamation work, we have to face our own fears around what will that mean in my life and in my mm-hmm. world, if I own my gift to see, for instance, mm. if I own my gift to be that sensitive and to feel the world's pain, because it's not all like, you know, unicorns and rainbow farts. Mm. Oh, woman. <laughs> Anybody that thinks <laughs> I just, did you say, right? Did you say unicorn farts? That's amazing. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's it, it actually. I I think it's seldom that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now a short message from our sponsors. 
Julie Halunga is one of 30 Emergenetics master trainers in the world. The Emergenetics assessment is a powerful tool which not only simplifies human connection, but also allows individuals and teams to be more productive, innovative, and engaged. During our new abnormal times, it cultivates connection with remote and dispersed teams by providing practical ways for employees to learn to work together and support strong workplace culture with or without traditional office space. And not only is Julie a master trainer, but she is a leader in her communities and is truly a game changer. Now let's get back to the show. I like the way that you describe that, facing our fear. And it's deep, and it's hidden, and we live in a place where it's very hard to, to access it in our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. Hard to access that unless you have someone who's gone there, can hold the door open, can even point to where the door is. Because for most of us, we don't even know there's a door that exists. To, it's, and it's fear of our power. It, it's, it's fear. And you'll hear like words along the lines of, I want to stop playing it small. So I'm, I'm playing it small. And that's, that's that thing. But that's only on this level of, I know I'm playing it small, or I know there's more. I know that, that there's more to me. Um, there must be more, um, or I want to love more and be loved more. So you'll hear it in in words that women will often say about like, there's this feeling of, I, I know there's got to be more. This, I, I'm not satisfied. And that's starting to point to to the door, to the door mm-hmm. and what, like unleashing the beast, <laughs> mm-hmm. which brings you to this place of full living where it doesn't feel like I'm playing it small anymore. You, you, you don't feel like that anymore and you don't feel like you're holding yourself back or you don't feel like you're being inauthentic or you don't feel like you're shutting yourself down or you don't feel like you're suppressing your emotions or you don't feel like you're putting on a smiley face when you don't want to put on a smiley face. So those conversations kind of disappear and then, then there's a new level of conversation that starts happening, mostly like, what the... <laughs> That's like the next level of conversation. Like, it's so true. What is? What have I got this? myself into? Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see it kind of like claw, like clawing. You start clawing at the earth. Like, what is? Like, wait, wait. Take me. Wait, wait, wait. Where was I? Because that that spot over there was comfy, right? In 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 ways, it's comfy. And the other thing is. I like I like to think about the amount of women that say I try to be something that I'm not yeah. to make other people feel good or for other people to see me as and that is the moment you shed that and that your vibration changes um it creates let's just be clear this is a this is a grenade going off in your life when you shed that right like it's a grenade like your spouse if you're married your kids your family they are like what is going on with you woman yeah, yeah. and that's a that's part of the the fear mhm because in it sounds great to reclaim the fullness of our feminine or the fullness of self and it sounds great 
to, to be my true shining self and to follow my soul path and to, to really come into alignment and come into my fullness. It sounds fabulous. And I want to open up to my gifts, you know, like, yeah, yeah. What are I'm the laughing. gifts in the backpack? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think this is, I, I always kind of like crack jokes about this. I think this is like the divine's way of like luring us in. Yes. Like, yes. like come it's, hither, young it's one. It's the pomegranate to the underworld. It's the pomegranate. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you step in or step onto the path and realize that it is deep transformation. And when you awaken those dormant forces, it doesn't just transform your inner world. It doesn't just transform the way you think and the way you feel and, you know, you stepping into your allness. Like, you stepping into your allness means that family structures will probably change in some way. Career path could change. The way that you communicate in the world could change. Your friend circles change. And that's a, that's a very real part of the path is we talk about the ripple effect. We don't get to do this inner work and not expect it to ripple out right. into the physical. Right. <laughs> it's like you've, you've purposefully drawn the, t- the, the tower card for those of you that follow and do any tarot work. It's like, I'm going to just hold the tarot card in my hand because, or the, the tower card in my hand, because that's the path that I'm headed on, which I, 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 for people that are listening that don't know what that means, this is all what an amazing life it is. It's amazing to experience that transformation and actually step into doing something that has tuned your soul into what you're here for in this lifetime. It's it's lifting the veil. It's taking off the glasses. And you're going to see it differently. There's a... It's so hard to find words, and I love those words that you just used. For me, it's like there's a fulfillment that comes mm. that nothing ever touched until I got to this, like, mm. I'm full in a way that I've never been full. I'm, it, it's, f- it's full, like I'm full, I'm, I'm in alignment. I'm, there is no other place I would rather be. There is nothing else I would rather be doing. And it's that that makes it all worth it, that makes mm. all of it worth it. Beautiful. Maybe the only thing I could think of that gets close to that feeling is deep sexual satisfaction. And that's, like, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a whole, we could have another podcast on that. We should have a podcast on <laughs> I'm sex. I'm like, whoa, are we going down that I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, no. Um, <laughs> we can talk on that for days. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, maybe, Yeah. Probably not today. We need to. We should schedule time to talk about that because I truly, truly, I know, and I'm, I'm like really red again because it's my favorite subject to talk about. Because I think that living life in pursuit of pleasure, which is different for everybody, and when you start to fill yourself up the way that you just described it, and I brought that up because I don't want people that haven't necessarily fully stepped onto that path. I call them curtain peekers, by the way. 
I call them curtain peekers. I have, and I, I do it with love because like they, they, they've peeled the curtains a little bit. They've seen it or they've come across your presence or someone like my presence and they, they peek in that curtain. They're like, Oh shit. <laughs> I'm going to close that for a moment. Not quite there yet. Um, it's still, it's worth it. That's the point. I want people to know that it's not that it's the difficult work and the shadow work is a negative. I don't want you to feel or see it as negative. It's transformational. It's fulfilling. It is. And it's even joyful. Like it's, it's joyful. joyful and it's fun and it can, and it's like awe inspiring. Mm. Yeah. As our ego is being crushed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wonder if we were going to talk about that. Um, I'm still just so distracted about talk, going down the sexual rabbit hole, but we're not going to. We're not going to. Um, wow, Sabrina, there's so many things that I think that our listeners would benefit to know from you. And, and I, I do recommend they take time to come and listen to, because I know you have, you have a podcast. It's not hard to find you. All you have to do is type in Rewilding for Women on any platform. They'll find your show. They can find your website. They can find your social media handles. Um, but I, I do briefly want to ask you to talk a little bit about the collective energy that our planet is facing right now. And, you know, this is June of 2020. Um, when I say those words to other people, I'm aware that there are humans that still don't understand what a collective energy is. And so I would love for you to maybe take a moment to just address the meaning and how we feel that, even awakened or not. Yeah. Um, to me, it's, I think metaphor is sometimes a really good way to help feel into something as like, not as intangible as collective. And so maybe a metaphor would be like, like the waters we swim in or the air we breathe. There's like this collective energy. It's like if you walk into a room where you walk into a funeral home, there's a collective energy in the funeral home and you can feel what that feels like. There's a collective energy. You, you don't walk in giggling and laughing if you're at all sensitive to collective energies and if you're at all expanding your presence and awareness out into the room in any way, shape or form you'll feel the energy in that room. And so you can just expand that out and feel into the collective energy of like America, for instance, because the collective energy in America is very different right now than the collective energy in Australia. So I have a lot of friends right. in Australia. I have a lot of connections in Australia and it's very different the collective vibe there than it is here in America. So do we want to be specific to America? Because I could I'm go glad down. That you right. I'm glad you brought that up. I was actually referring to um, the fact that the pandemic has maybe laced us together a little differently globally than we have been before. And I'm not talking about what's happening in, in America because I feel like what preceded what's happening in America was this global feeling of fear, right? Like a significant amount of fear. Um, yeah. I'm wondering, I almost am inviting, I don't know if this feels right for you. You can tell me, no, this doesn't feel right for the show, but I'm wondering 
if we want to just open the door to weaving your feels or your your seeing mm. in with my feels, and we just kind of flow and weave and mm. thread back and forth and see what mm. unfolds from there. Mm. Yeah. I, because I feel like there's something you're seeing that will uh, allow me to feel the next piece to mm. weave into that. Yeah, I... <laughs> I have, I've done some ritual um, with the energy behind the virus, like I personally yeah. myself, and I do that so I can understand mm -hmm. what it feels like and what it's shifting energetically, and I know you're following me here, what it's shifting energetically in people who have it in their family or are l literally feeling fear of the virus, and I have understood more about that exchange than this is, this could go wild. So if I get too tangenty, you just, just reel me back. It's yeah, my yeah. show. I'm supposed to be interviewing you and I'm telling you to reel me back in. Well, it's all right. It's all right. We can okay, do that. Okay. We can do that. Um, the energetic exchange between the virus and people that have fear around it is creating opportunity for dis-ease in our body. And so I'm the reason why I'm saying that is because I have spent so much time doing my work to try to ease that contradictory energy, energy that's happening between the virus and people that are concerned about the virus to keep our bodies aligned. And so I am aware across the planet in any country or city that you go in, that there are groups or individuals that are sitting in that fear place. And honestly, some of my work has been to reach as far and wide as I can to lower that fear of the exchange with the virus. Mm. I love that. Yeah. It's a lot. And can feel, um, I always use the words working the grid <laughs> and mm -hmm. can feel. Yeah. Um, your service, your call to work the grid in that way, to meditate for the grid, to pray for the grid or whatever words we want to use, but mm -hmm. to just hold that um, hold that peace. And so just really honoring that woman, like honoring those that unseen work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, thanks. Can feel it. Mm -hmm. um, if there was a thread... Um, Mm. For me, when the virus first came, I, I saw it a long time ago, um, mm. last year. I didn't know it was going to be a virus, but I saw, felt, I'm more of a feeler, felt the disruption, the chaos, mm. felt riots, felt protests, felt it, but didn't know how or what was going to spark it or trigger it. And, you know, you always go like, all right, Sabrina, now you're off the planet. <laughs> like, now you've <laughs> really taken this thing a little bit far. <laughs> so I only shared it with very few people who yeah. go there with me. Um, and to me, there, there is such a gift in it. Mm. And it's really hard to talk like that really hard to talk like that and I'm not talking like that without compassion um, for the loss and compassion for the death and compassion deep compassion for everyone in every way that they've been affected 
but also really, when it came in, almost feeling how connected it is to Mother Nature. And I know that there's a whole lot of theories and, you know, this is contrived. But for me, my meditations were all, oh, this is such a gift from her. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt it. From Mm -hmm. her. And Mm -hmm. she's doing something that no man could do, you know, no one man could do. Like the universe, Mother Nature, Earth has has provided something, this thing that has awakened so much in humanity, has awakened us to really one world consciousness, to one, to we are all one. Like we are really much more interconnected than we think we are or than we live our lives by. And this isn't just China's problem. Mm -hmm. This isn't just, and it's showing us in the most extraordinary way, in the most tangible physical way, that, that piece of, of we, we, we are so much more interconnected. And I talk about the web of life. And we are all so interwoven, you know, we're we're all a part of this web and you tweak your web way over here in China and that ripple effect, right? That, that tweaks the web over here in America and it affects my life. Um, So very much saw it from, from that aspect, very much feeling these waves of enormous fear which is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting, maybe that play on the attraction principle and and almost how we manifest things, how we draw things to us in conscious, in both conscious and unconscious ways. Um, so maybe just weaving that thread. Yeah, I think about it like how many, how many, moms have asked for more times with their more time with their kids. <sighs> how, I mean, how many people have asked to work less hours and sit in traffic for less time? I mean, how how many of us have asked to be able to go put our foot in the grass in the middle of the day instead of slaving in front of a computer? Well, guess what? Yeah. We got that. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I honor I and I I don't I don't want to sound like I don't honor the same as you, right? That this has been very hard and people have lost jobs and are suffering and have died. And I I feel that and I understand it. And yet I also know that a lot of what people have asked for, this has granted them that. And that is collectively happened. So I, I feel, I feel that everywhere. I mean, there are, there are so many things that have happened that, um, and the reason why I asked this question is because I like it that I'm not the only person that talks about how how there are blessings that come from the earth. And I I agree, by the way. I, I definitely felt like this virus was very much connected to the earth. And I, I mean, I could almost put my hand on the earth and feel like, anyway, we could go really deep, feel that that ripple from other parts. Um, and I feel the fear. And I, I laugh. I've been telling people that are... Um, not necessarily on the same path that I am that have such a hard time doing things like grocery shopping or doing regular things, especially during the height of when we were all not 
really allowed to do a lot out is to go into those places and allow that energy to flow in and out. Like stop in the middle of the aisle and take deep breaths if you need to. No matter how many people think that you're a crazy woman in your mask and your hoodie and your gloves, if you need to stop and like breathe and let it move and know that that's, you don't have to stay in that energetic space. Um, I wish I could have just gone like with a microphone in the middle of the store and said, okay, now everybody's going to take two seconds to do three deep breaths and release. I mean, feel your I mean, womb space, man. Feel Hara. your womb space. Just drop right down there. We're going to do a little womb awakening. Aisle three, you can step it up a notch over there. I can see you guys yes. are slacking a little bit. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to. If we if we go to lockdown phase again, this is gonna be this is gonna be Taverly's goal. I'm gonna go to a grocery store a day and try it because I I know that it helps, right? I have that deep calling to just say, here you go, here's a little bit. I know it will make it better. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. I um I appreciate you taking time. I know we're getting close to needing to wrap up, and I feel like we just touched the tip of the iceberg. That's how I feel too. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna shake it off for a little minute because that was I was definitely feeling deep. Um I know that there is there is no longer a regular rewilding Facebook group and um, I'm not going to say any more than that, other than I'm just going to talk to you for a minute and say kudos to you, woman, for standing in your truth. Yeah, I know yeah. that that must not have been an easy decision. You know what, Beverly? It was honestly an easy one. <laughs> I know. I yeah, yeah. It was very clear. It was clear, yeah. and I. I'm so grateful that it was so clear. So maybe yeah. for those who don't know, it was a 47,000 member Facebook group and has been around since Rewilding was first formed, and which is almost five years now. And it was beautiful and it was amazing. And it was where I did lives and our podcasts got recorded and beautiful, amazing connections happened and conversations and discussions. And I also really, um, for me, sacred space is very, very important. Temple space, mm-hmm. temple space, temple space, temple space. It's, <laughs> I sometimes will like crack a joke and go, I do not want to be the preacher standing on the corner of a street in New York City trying to talk about the divine. It is not the right place. It is not the right time. I look like a crazy person. But if I were to deliver the same conversation in a temple space, it's totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's totally received. It's a very different thing. So to me, temple space is really important. And also spaces where those who are coming feel held and feel safe and can receive. And in order to receive, we have to feel safe to a degree to even be able to listen. And especially if we're talking on these transmissionary levels, like receiving transmission energies, you have to be able to relax the armoring and drop into the body. Mm. And we can't do that if we don't feel safe. And to me, it was just a space that was no longer a temple vibration that I kind of demand in our rewilding spaces. It, it just... So it was easy. On yeah. That level. Well, I'm I'm actually glad to hear that, but I am super proud of you for honoring that because that's 
um, that is that is a really special thing that you did to listen and um, yeah. So there's there's an inner circle, right? There's there's a way for people to still be connected that is requiring an energetic investment from the participants. So yeah. it's it creates a different container, and so I I totally feel that. So I'm I'm super proud of you, woman. Ah, uh, thanks, woman. Thank you. Today, actually, officially, the last member was just removed from the group. It took us a week. We had to go one by one. I can't even imagine. Uh That's crazy. So it's wild that we're talking and that you're honoring it. It feels Uh, really beautiful and really special uh, to be honored. It it happened just before we came on this interview. Just seriously. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, it was the only, it's the only note that I wrote down before we started talking was that I wanted you to know that I, I felt just felt that that deep pride in a spiritual leader choosing the path of what's right as opposed to more exposure, more social media, more, more, more. It's not about more. And so that just, that meant a lot to, to me. Can I share one thing just with your listeners as a, yeah. as, as a gift of something that I feel really deeply about this moment in time and going forward? It's this um, real call to be so authentic, to be standing so in, in, in our integrity, to be so transparent, and to be so true to our, ourselves. And the great gift that that is to anyone that we touch is our truth, our alignment with our soul and us having the ability to stay in that, to stay in our truth, to stay in our deepest soul's calling is an absolute gift to every person who you will ever touch their lives of. And for me, it was, and for me, it was just that in our, in our group. Like if this is what is serving, it, it's not just serving me, it's serving the whole of everything when we can stand in that and make choices and make decisions and move forward from that place of just totally integrous, so authentic, so true to self, not being pushed into something by external forces. Because to me, Heverly, this year, the remainder of this year, we are going to see some huge external forces that are still coming at us. We are going to see big waves of fear like COVID. We're going to see other waves of energy pushing us to, you know, get on this bandwagon or this bandwagon. Or, and so to just keep coming back to our center point, keep coming back to our center point. Yeah, that's all. That just feels so important. Mm, and I'm actually going to end the show on that. I'm going to end the show on that because that... That's worthy for people to sit with that. Um, so I'm just going to say thank you and let that percolate. And anybody that wants to find more information on how to get in touch with Sabrina Lynn, I will put her information in the show notes and we will be back. And if you are ready to level up your company's innovation, communication, and productivity, don't forget to visit julieholonga.com to find out how she can help you and your team grow more effectively.
We hope you enjoyed the show. Hi, my name is Les Conley. And as producer of this show, I enjoy listening right along with you. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow Grit and Grace so that we can keep you up to date on all the exciting shows coming your way. Please check the show notes for links to our guests and feel free to contact us for more information. Taver Lee is a social impact entrepreneur and she can be found at taverlee.com. That's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E.com. We know your time is extremely valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Thank you.